With spring right around the corner, maybe you like me, you're excited to get out for longer walks and runs, pick up a new book to read outside, or just get out and explore new neighborhoods and food. Or we could do all three wrapped in one. Our friends over at Read and Run Chicago are expanding to nearby Lamont for three different meetups. The group is like a combination running club, book club, and neighborhood tour, and each route in Lamont is about three miles paired with a different book from Pat Camaliere's Corotazi Historical Mystery Series. Afterwards, you'll get to sit down with the author and historian and sample some food from local restaurants. The first run is Saturday, March 23rd. Spots are limited and are going to go fast. So register now at readandrunchicago.com or find the link on their Instagram at readandrunchicago. Today on CityCast Chicago, NASCAR road closures are heating up, Illinois bands, book bands, and we've got plenty of events for the Juneteenth extended weekend. Joining me today are the hosts of WBEZ's Nerdette Greta Johnson and WBEZ reporter Araceli Gomez Aldana. It's Friday, June 16th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. Good morning, Greta. Good morning, Araceli. How y'all feeling today? Hey, hey. Glad it's Friday. Good morning. I'm great. Thank you. I am so excited to have these two people on the show today. We recently uh, got to sit down for a Nerdette episode. I'll drop Mm -hmm. a link in the show notes where we were talking about everything from Sports Illustrated to um, our skincare routines, where I dropped a picture that had about 15 to 16 products in it. Uh, But I want to start... I want to know a little bit about, you know, Greta, right now I can see behind you, you got this amazing bookshelf. Summer is here. What are the books or the book you're excited to read this summer? What's your summer book, Greta? Oh, my gosh. I mean, there are so many, Jacoby. I read like probably two books a week. So I I like all the books. And my whole thing is like actually kind of stealing from Tracy Thomas, who hosts the Stacks podcast. But she says... Any book you read on the beach is a beach read. And I Mm. love that. So what I want to read is just like, I love trash in the summer. What I like to call like delicious, like junk food. Like I Mm -hmm. want something that's just super plotty that I can just like cruise through and I don't have to think about too hard and is just like a good wild ride. So I'm just excited to read as many of those this summer as possible. But what I will say is I'm especially excited about this month's Nerdette Book Club selection, which is The Adventures of Amina Al-Sarafi. It's by Shannon Chakraborty, and it's about a middle-aged Muslim lady pirate during the Crusades around the Indian Ocean. And it is just like so much fun. There are sea monsters, there's mythology, there's a lot of talk of like her own spirituality, but she also like, she sleeps around a lot, but that means she gets married a lot. Cause those are like the rules that she's working mm-hmm. with. It's just so much fun. I think everyone would like it a lot. So that that's sounds the one amazing. Kinda, right. Yeah, it's no, that such sounds a good like time. A good read. And I guess yeah. I don't have to ask, we had a sort of back and forth about best summer places and Simone and I were on opposite sides of the parks versus beaches, but for you, mm. it's a beach read. So I imagine you were for the summer sort of leaning towards reading your book on the beach instead of reading in the park. I mean, I love reading in the park too though especially Mm -hmm. like we just moved to logan square so there's like all sorts of grassy stuff over here and just to like walk to a grassy area with a blanket and the dog and a book is like what a treat you know beautiful araceli what is your summer book 
Ooh, I have two. And that's because, well, first, I'd like to say that I get a lot of my inspiration from Nerdette. And I, for the summer, I love going through like ups and downs. So I love reading like a really hard, difficult, like steal your heart kind of book. And then and one that's like super easy and just like you can just bop along. So I'm really excited for Yours Truly from um, by Abby Jimenez. And she it's okay. like a really kind of like love story. And then one that I got from um, Nerdette was Stillborn by uh, Guadalupe Nettle. And I feel mm. like that one is going to be really good for me to kind of like just really like go deep, go deep. So Yay. those are my two. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. Uh, me. I'm going to go a slightly different route, and it's a comic book series that's dropping this oh, summer. Nice. And it's Eve Ewing's new I Black Panther say, comic. I yeah, hopped over awesome. to 55th Street yesterday, grabbed both the the original copy and the variant version for myself and my homie. I picked it up for both of us. Um, but but I, I'm excited to jump into this. And then more are dropping. The second edition is dropping, I think, in July. The third is coming out in August. And E-Viewing is going to be at the Silver Room this Saturday at 12 o'clock. Oh, so I'm going cool. to be reading That's the new awesome. Black Panther and seeing what's going on with T'Challa being exiled mm-hmm. from Wakanda. So That's I awesome. think between the three of us, we're giving people a good a good summer list. Whether you own the park, whether you're at the park, on the beach, on the rooftop, or on the patio, Wherever you are this summer, have a good book with you. One big story that is on uh, a lot of Chicagoans' minds this week and over the next two weeks is the forthcoming NASCAR event. It's the first ever street race in the 75 years of NASCAR, and it's going to be in Chicago near Grant Park from July 1st through July 2nd. But honestly, it feels like it's all ready here. Um, Greta, I want to bring you in here. We've known about this deal now for for the better part of a year, I think. But how are you feeling about the, the road closures, the traffic? I am so glad to hear you ask, Jacoby. I appreciate that. I mean, I think it's going to be a nightmare. I don't know about y'all. Jacoby, you don't drive, right? No. So Uber this is probably, yeah, that's probably, that makes you a really good person. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like traffic, especially in the last month in Chicago, has already been such a nightmare. I mean, this is a conversation Araceli and I even had a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah. it already feels so apocalyptic out there. And like, Lakeshore Drive, the freeways have all been like between construction and accidents and whatever. They're just like not navigable anymore. So, Mm -hmm. so many people are using alternate routes, but like those alternate routes aren't even just main thoroughfares of streets anymore. They're like the random side streets. And I find it so alarming to be like walking the dog down like Cortland or whatever. And it's just like 50 cars, you know, it's so weird. It's awful. It sucks to try to get around in. And the fact that it's already that bad and this NASCAR thing hasn't even happened yet is and it's going to be over the 4th of July weekend anyway. It's just like, oh, you know, what would make this even worse is a bunch of really loud race cars. Yeah, And, and I mean, both of y'all at some point in y'all weeks have to make y'all way to the pier, right? That's where WBZ mm. is. And so mm-hmm. I imagine navigating Lakeshore Drive has just gotten yeah. more and, no. and, and more coming. So, Araceli, what has that commute looked like from you? How has it transformed in the wake of summer construction season and, and now loud race cars is great? Yeah, it's, it's completely changed. And I've mentioned it to everybody I speak to. My once, <laughs> my once peaceful... You know, drive up to the pier. I literally just take DuSable Lakeshore Drive up from Northwest Indiana. And it's beautiful. And I love it. And now it's a mess. It's a nightmare. I mean, there's construction. And even when you get closer to downtown, it's just, you know, 
everything is slow. I have to leave so much earlier. And I am worried about the 4th of July weekend. I kind of like don't want to do anything, but I have to be at the pier. So that's going to be fun. And I mean, it's only getting worse. Starting June 28th, uh, going southbound on Lakeshore Drive. Um, you're going to see mergers uh, starting at North Avenue. It's going to turn into one lane at Chicago Avenue. And if you're going northbound starting on July 1st, it's going to start to narrow towards two lanes at 47th Street. And you already know Lakeshore has already been like, horrendous what? with the Obama Center construction exactly. taking place over there. And so it feels like it's just like one start and stop after another. I have to ask, is there any part of you that thinks like, even though it doesn't feel practical, that this is kind of cool, though, right? First ever street race, Fast and the Furious, Need for Speed, Gran Turismo, on the streets of Chicago, ripping around the Buckingham Fountain. You can see the Field Museum in the background. You can see the shed off in the corner. If you get a good camera angle, you can just see the shimmering skyline. Is there anything to that for y'all? I mean, I'm looking at y'all faces right now, and it doesn't... Araceli has given me nothing, Araceli and I'm giving visual poetry. I think if you... If I did not live in Chicago and I like mm-hmm. watched it on TV, I bet that would be real cool. And then it's like close down the whole drive and go up there too. And then you got the lake in the background. Like <laughs> if that, if the aesthetics of the thing is the purpose, then that's fine. But then you're disregarding literally millions of people and for how many dollars and for what point, you know, and that's well, it's how like, many dollars, $113 million, according to NASCAR officials, that's what's going to come to Chicago. Uh, and that's is, like, is what, that a dollar a f- amount worth it? No, I mean, that's, a third of what Lollapalooza revenue usually generates, right? I think I saw that in the trip. So, and I mean, they're not shutting down roads nearly as much for Lollapalooza. I mean, you know, that's its own inconvenience in terms of like the drunk children or whatever, but... <laughs> $335 million, That's how much Lala brings in. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I... That, I feel that's like gross. this NASCAR situation doesn't feel that, you know, it's like, are we getting a cut of that? Are they going to fix any potholes with that money? Like, mm-hmm. what are we seeing out of this? Listen, we know that Chicago is the most beautiful city ever. So it is, it will be beautiful. I, I do, I do agree with that. It's like pretty cool to think about that. It can just be transformed into a, a you know, a course. But I, I, I also agree that it's a good idea to kind of pump some money back into the economy. And I know that a lot of people are probably expecting to make some money this weekend, which is great for them. Um, It's just kind of a hassle that started weeks before the event. And I feel like Mm -hmm. that's what I'm kind of having issues with, that it's affected so much that people didn't kind of take into consideration. And then Mm -hmm. the other thing is like our... I did feel when this was announced that we were kind of being pushed into this. This is going to be amazing. NASCAR is coming to Chicago. It was kind of forced on us, I feel like. And I wasn't ready for that. A lot of Alders, a lot of Chicagoans definitely felt like it just creeped up. And it wasn't just a one-time deal, right? Again, we were looking at like a three-year contract within an option for two more years. And NASCAR is, they gung-ho. They said, we're going to see this thing through to the end. So we could be looking at five races. Mayor Johnson's administration has not committed, right? They've been doing the the political speak about this. You know, we're Mm going to judge this based on operational success. Uh, We're going to see what the economic benefits are for the city of Chicago. And and we want to know how do residents feel about this, right? So we don't know if this will continue yet, but like like y'all said, I I do agree. The two weeks, uh, I mean, the three, four weeks of construction that we've been dealing Mm -hmm. with is out of control. And I've been on this heel since the very start. It is hypocritical that last summer when they was making all this 
hoopla about people racing their cars in the streets, they turned mm-hmm. around and signed a five-year contract with NASCAR. So yep. that hypocrisy, I'm never going to let it go. The City of Chicago Department of Business Affairs and Consumer Protection offers a free entrepreneur certificate program for future and current business owners in Chicago. Participants must complete six webinars within six months in designated webinar categories. Graduates are eligible to apply for the CIBC Bank USA Entrepreneur Loan Program, a bank partner with BACP. The longstanding program was created to support startup or early stage small businesses, gain entrepreneur training with important working capital. Since the program launched, more than 1,000 Chicago entrepreneurs and business owners have successfully completed the program. Completing the process is as easy as one, two, three. Number one, register by signing up at chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Number two, attend six webinars by registering for upcoming webinars at chicago.gov slash BACP webinars. And number three, graduate from the program and you'll receive your digital certificate and information on connecting with CIBC Bank USA. To learn more about the BACP Entrepreneur Certificate Program, please visit chicago.gov slash BACP certificate. Obviously, with NASCAR construction on the top of our minds, there were some stories that maybe people didn't notice quite as much. And Greta, I want to bring you in here. Illinois became the first state to ban book bans. Can you remind people, you know, what is a book ban? How bad have they gotten in recent years? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, so the language can get a little confusing because mostly what we're seeing in the United States is book challenges. And then I think there's a question from there on whether or not things are actually banned. When it comes to challenges, the American Library Association has reported that in 2022, they saw a record number of challenges across the United States. Now, they've only been keeping records for about 20 years. But I mean, I think we've all, you know, I think anecdotally, even people probably wouldn't be surprised to hear that book challenges are becoming more and more common and book bans in a lot of places, including notably Florida, right, especially in public schools and libraries. And the American Library Association actually also reported that um, the vast majority of the books being challenged are written by people of color and by LGBTQ authors. So this is definitely a part of sort of like the bigger culture wars that we are seeing. I think uh, what J.B. Pritzker has done is pretty interesting on a number of levels. This is the first state in the United States to have a ban on book bans. And I think it follows with a lot of what Pritzker is doing in terms of taking a stand around making sure that, you know, abortion rights stay here, that Illinois remain a sanctuary state. There are a lot of ways in which the state is really trying to become a progressive bastion. And I think this is the latest one. It'll be interesting to see the extent to which this is like a symbolic gesture. Mm, um, exactly. But I guess we'll see. Because like you said, it's mostly about book challenges. And when you right. really dig into that, what J.B. Pritzker is saying is, you know, if libraries follow through on the challenges and start taking books off the shelves, they'll lose access to grant funding. And so it's not necessarily a you can't really ban people from challenging it, but it's more right. or less just trying to set up consequences if, you know, institutions that take public funds sort of follow through with these with these challenges. Um, and the top four books that were challenged in 2021 and 2022 were The Bluest Eye by Toni Morrison, mm-hmm. Out of Darkness by Ashley Hope Perez, All Boys Aren't Blue by George Johnson and Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe. 
Well, and I mean, I think what's really troubling too, that is worth mentioning is that a lot of these books are, it's fitting into this anti-trans rhetoric around kind of saving children from themselves, I guess. And, and that if people are providing information to kids about gender identity, that they're pedophiles, I mean, it's feeding into all of this very troubling misinformation that's happening out there right now. And it's, deeply problematic. And, you know, I think WBEZ posted a link to their article about this earlier this week and the number of, I don't know if they're bots or whatever, but people online, you know, essentially accusing J.B. Pritzker of being a pedophile for promoting this. It's shocking. There were hundreds of comments just on this one post. It's the vitriol is there. Mm -hmm. One thing I wanted to say about this topic also is, you know, what is out there everywhere. It's the internet. So I don't understand why we go after books <laughs> mm, in a library, right. but the internet is literally a place where you can find anything and yep. probably not very appropriate. So it's a strange, um, it's a strange concept, I think. It is. Well, and the other thing the New York Times article pointed out, which I did also think was really interesting, is like the language Pritzker used is pretty clearly a call out to especially Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who is you know, running for president in 2024, at least in the Republican Party. And, you know, there's been a lot of conjecture about whether Pritzker is planning a similar run, maybe not for 2024, but in the future. And I can't help but wonder also how much of this is just sort of a political posturing of of taking a stand that he knows is is very clearly against this ultra conservative move that's happening. Staying on conversations about things young people really need, and one is access to mental health resources. Mm. A new study came out from the University of Chicago that talked about some of the benefits of this early age intervention. Araceli, can you break down the study for us? The program is called WOW, and it's short for Working on Womanhood. It's from Mm. uh, Youth Guidance, and it partnered with CPS. And so for two years, um, they did a controlled trial, and they they worked with 2,000 Chicago public school girls between freshman and junior year, um, majority of them, 85% of them were black or Latina. So these are, you know, uh, girls of color that, that they were going to basically therapy, like during the school year. And they used uh, things like cognitive behavioral therapy, acceptance and commitment therapy. And what they realized was, is that they were very much depressed. They were dealing with anxiety. Um, a lot of them showed signs of PTSD. And with this therapy, they were able to bring all of those numbers down. Um, it's also cost effective, according to the study. So this is one of those things that if we just put our minds together, maybe we can figure this out because more now than ever, especially with the pandemic and everything going on, access to mental health should be available to everyone. In addition to what these young people are going through, I think the study said nearly 40 percent of young girls in Chicago public schools experience PTSD and violence related stress. And that's not only from their their interpersonal lives, but it's also they're living in a world that that's is seemingly always in crisis. Right. Whether it's social, economic, cultural crisis. Um And so we did see a budget proposal uh, from the Johnson administration earlier this week that talks about increasing the amount of money that goes direct to schools to hire more teachers, to hire more support staff. And my hope is that we see these numbers actually 
turn from trial programs into sort of district-wide ways of thinking about mental health, of thinking about early-stage intervention with young people. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I definitely grew up in a house, in a neighborhood, in a time in which even thinking about counseling was sort of replied to with like, what do you have to be worried about? What mm-hmm. are you dealing with? What are you going through? And that was simply the language people knew. And so to see CPS stepping up to provide those resources for students is good. My hope is we just see more and more investment. Yeah. And it is, you know, it's it's a multi-layered um, kind of it has to be a multi-layered approach, because even now I do think that there's been a shift in mental health. Like when we the way we talk about mental health, it's it's not as taboo. But when you th- talk about access, there's there's no access for people if you don't have health insurance, even if you are in dire crisis, if if, pe- if young people are in, in a crisis situation, it is very hard to get them help. Um, so being able to bring this to to the schools where they're already at, I think it would be a game changer, honestly. Yeah. 100%. Every single episode of CityCast Chicago practically ends the same way. One, that's me sending you over to subscribe to our daily newsletter, Hey Chicago at chicago.citycast.fm. But every episode also ends with some good news. Something to get you through the next hour, the rest of the day, your weekend. Araceli, what is your good news for our CityCast listeners today? Oh, man. (laughs) Araceli, you shouldn't have to think about it. That makes me so sad. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Okay, this is what I'm going to (laughs) say. Well, Jacoby, my good news is that I have... Zero plans this weekend. And I am so excited about that. (laughs) Zero? You know how much is going on in the city this weekend? There are music festivals, food festivals, marches, bike rides. Y'all don't see her. Arizona has been dancing again through all of my visual poetry. (laughs) Just dancing. Nothing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing. Dinner Nothing. invites? No. Um, Randolph, you, Randolph Street Market? No. Randolph <laughs> Festival? No. Um, every Taste of Randolph. Yeah, Taste of Randolph? No. And um, all of the things that I got invited to, all of the things that I tried so hard to get a lot of my to-do list done yesterday, I have zero plans. And I am going to enjoy it. Yes. Good for you. That's amazing. So, is, so what will fill that time? A book? rest tv show you're trying to catch up on i want to be outside um i want to be by but don't talk to her if you see her yeah no yes very clear (laughs) no don't i don't want to because then if i talk to you we you're gonna want to make plans with me and it's like zero plans zero plans she says i give off that energy people want to do stuff i don't want to do anything (laughs) it's one of the few weekends i mean after that it's like it really picks up you guys know you guys know that chicago in the summer You've yeah. got so much going on, right? Mm-hmm. You're going through traffic hell about four or five times a week. <laughs> exactly. You deserve the rest. You de- deserve the relaxation. <laughs> now, if you're listening and you do want to be doing things this weekend, again, check out Hey Chicago for the best in news and events. Uh, but also, uh, listen to yesterday's episode where we talked about some of the upcoming festivals uh, in and around Chicago this weekend. Greta, it is your turn. What is your some good news? <laughs> I also have nothing to do. (laughs) (laughs) Another promotion to do nothing when we have all of these summer lists of everything to watch. I can't wait. Um, No, I actually hadn't thought of this until just now, but um, 
something that happened to me about a month ago, which I haven't talked about much, is that my student loans were fully forgiven because of the public service loan forgiveness program. Come I on. was awesome. $48,000 in debt and Ooh. the government forgave like that is a big fat zero right now. And that's because I worked for a nonprofit, including WBEZ for 10 years and made p- payments during that time. I have to say, this is something that I was like crossing my fingers the whole time hoping, but also I never thought I would actually get to those 10 years. And it's still just like completely shocking to me that it actually happened. But I, I mean, it's a game changer for me. And I also think this is a great opportunity to tell people, like if you work for a nonprofit organization, you can qualify for this. If you need help figuring out the forms, holler, I am here for you. Like I, I know it's a lot of legislative and bureaucratic bullshit, but like it actually worked in my case. And I am just so excited about that. And I want to like shout from the rooftops that it can be possible for you too. No, I'm, I'm so happy for you because I just closed my eyes a few years ago and just turned my back and yeah, said, it's that's brutal. you it's and brutal. the Lewis problem, Joey yeah. B. Yeah. Well, well, look at you. A couple of 10 years, the, the 10 years it took yeah. to get your student loans off and also <laughs> 10 years of Nerdette. Totally. Nerd, the amazing yeah. podcast that you host uh, where you always got a, a fantastic book for people. And it's just great conversation about what the hell is happening in the world. How does it feel to not only be, you know, not in student loan hell anymore, but also being nerd at heaven. You know, it's funny. I hadn't put those two together, but you're right. They were both 10 years. It's, I mean, it's nerd at has been such a dream, you know, it's like, I think that's another one where I just could not possibly have anticipated that it would be like a career choice at all. I mean, think, you know, podcast 10 years ago, like it was such a different scene mm-hmm. than it is now. Um, and the show has changed <laughs> a lot over the time. Look at that line yeah. you just dropped. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, 10 years ago, Listen, it, was a, man. it was a different game, you know, <laughs> 2013. <laughs> oh, my God. We were in a different place, a different I'm time. super cool with being a podcast <laughs> grandma, Jacoby, and anything yeah. you need, I am here for you. <laughs> Well, congratulations on the student loans. Uh, Thank you. Congratulations on Nerdette. Thank you. But before I do the sad part of letting y'all go with the rest of y'all day, I do want to give my some good news. We have been dropping Juneteenth events all week. And with the extended weekend coming up, I want to give y'all a few more for your calendar. If you are looking for something to do, if you don't want nothing to do, I understand. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your extra day. Uh, Juneteenth Family Festival in Morgan Park on Saturday. Juneteenth Jubilee and Resource Fair in Uptown on Saturday. Juneteenth Village Fest featuring the home. Bella Boz in North Lawndale, Frederick and Anna Douglas Park on Sunday and the Juneteenth Love and Liberation Fest in Auburn Gresham on Monday. Y'all, that's only four, but there are plenty of other events happening in and around the city of Chicago. As far up, I've seen as far up as north as Skokie, as far south as Richton Park. Um, so follow places like the Tribe Block Club for their rundowns of uh, of events uh, that you can enjoy this weekend going into uh, Monday. Uh, once again, I have to give a huge shout out to my two guests today, both from WBEZ, the host of Nerdette, Greta Johnson, and reporter extraordinaire, Araceli Gomez-Aldana. Thank y'all for uh, spending time with CityCast this morning. Oh, love to. Happy Friday. Yes, thank you. 
Before I let you go, I want to give a huge thank you to the people who make CityCast Chicago. That's lead producer Simone Alisea, our newsletter editor Sydney Madden, our producers this week with Noah Snyderman, Natalie Rivera, and Grant Irving. The music we all love is from the homie Sam Thousand, all the kimonos, and Mark Greenberg from the Mayfair Workshop. If you enjoy the show nearly half as much as we love making it, please tell a friend, rate the show, and leave us a review wherever you listen. Helps more people find CityCast Chicago. We are off Monday for the long weekend but we will be back in your feeds bright and early on tuesday i'm gonna talk to you then peace i met a few listeners they think it's magic they're just like how do you just know everything i'm like there's a script <laughs> <laughs> there are notes in front of me. You know, when when I started listening to NPR though, like in college, I was like, wow, they're so knowledgeable. And then to like then realize there is a script and like they know <laughs> the questions, they know what's gonna be asked. Like, yeah. like oh, okay. <laughs>